This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Welcome, foodpreneurs, to episode number 19. It's hard making profitable packaged products, and that's why this week the tables have been turned and I'm being interviewed for my expert opinion on the numbers foodpreneurs need to know to profit from every packaged product you sell. Think intermediary margins, pricing backwards, and margin management. You'll hear communication expert Louisa Ford, who also happens to be my little sister, ask me the questions to help you put more money in your pocket. This episode is brought to you by Foodpreneurs Formula, my business acceleration program for packaged food and drink brand owners ready to scale, and my pricing for distribution workshop that I'm hosting this week with Hasan Bajani, the chief of Cartel & Co., where you'll learn how to price correctly to allow for your retailer and distributor margins, models for working with a distributor, and how to land more wholesale accounts once you've engaged a distributor. Find the link in the show notes to register. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford, award-winning food and drink business expert, head coach of the acclaimed program for women, Foodpreneurs Formula, and your host for this, the Foodpreneur Podcast. If you're a packaged food and drink business owner, tune in with me each week because I'm going to help you land more accounts, get in more consumer baskets, and help you put more money in your pocket for every product you sell. In each episode, I'm going to tap into my 30 years of experience leading sales, marketing, and finance teams for big and small food and drink brands to give you coaching tips that will help you take your packaged food or drink business to new heights. I know what works and I know what doesn't. So I'm going to share with you industry tools and insider knowledge that are next to impossible for small businesses to access. And from time to time, I'll dive into my little black book to bring you interviews with hard to reach specialists who will help solve those pesky industry specific problems like distribution that I know you've been losing way too much sleep over. So roll up your sleeves, foodpreneurs, because you're about to enter a no-fluff zone. I'm bringing my A-game so you can reach yours. No matter where you are, whether it's in your kitchen, coordinating your deliveries, or on your way to a buyer meeting, listen up, because we're about to set the path for you to secure your next best stockist, increase your sales, and put more money in your pocket. This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. For some foodpreneurs, it's the pricing. For others, it's the selling. Either way, creating a packaged food and drink product that can scale, especially one that is profitable, is hard. Lots of people get in at the beginning, but most don't survive beyond five years. There's a lot to consider and many actions to take. So how do you go about creating a business from a food and drink product that puts more money in your pocket? Well, today we're going to find out. Great to be talking to you today, Chelsea. Hi, Lou. Let's start with what should a foodpreneur charge for her product? When someone asks me what I should charge, most of the time, I actually hear how little research and real strategic thinking they've done. They throw a price up in the air like a ball, sometimes in free Facebook groups, and then they listen to what people say. 
That's an okay method, but it's not a strategic one. A strategic way of pricing is to price backwards from your recommended retail price. For anyone wanting more help with this, you know, I'm teaching it in my pricing for distribution workshop this week, which I'll leave the link in the show notes. To price backwards means you look at the margins all the intermediaries need to make to get your product to the retailer, onto their shelf and into your consumer's hands. This is not what happens in other industries, but this is what happens in fast-moving consumer goods all of the time, almost all of the time, I should say. But there is another consideration that you need to make. That is what is actually happening in your category. And what I mean by that is this. If you are in a growth category that is trending upwards, such as plant-based, organic, upcycled, or the emerging low or zero alcohol products, then you should consider your positioning. And this includes your pricing amongst your competitive set, the buyer willingness to pay, and consumer demand, which, of course, that drives buyer engagement. An incredible example of this right now, if it's okay, Lou, that I give, great, is midday squares. They're a functional chocolate snack that entered the market in 2018 using only organic ingredients, Um, and they entered into an already established $8 billion snacking market. They entered it with a disruptive message and a completely new take on snacking. And just this month, Midday Squares halved their product size, stopped using organic ingredients. They, They did keep or they have kept the fair trade chocolate, and they increased their recommended retail price by 40%. So how can you halve the size of your product and charge 40% more? Because you're hot property. So the moral moral of that story really is price backwards, taking all the intermediaries into consideration and build demand to create pull-through so that any questions about your pricing are dismissible. Wow, okay, yeah, that's interesting. 40% um, price increase, wow. So let me ask you this. If a foodpreneur doesn't know her numbers, what number should she start familiarising herself with? Uh, 80% of food and drink product businesses fail due to cash flow inefficiencies. You know, the challenge many brand owners face is they pay for inventory, such as product ingredients and packaging, in one month, but they don't actually sell that finished goods, that inventory, for one or more months down the track. So that means for month one, cash flow might be negative, and then the next month it's hopefully positive. That's why you must try to reduce the length of time you get paid. So there are two numbers that I teach my Foodpreneurs Formula members to get really familiar with. One, the monthly net cash flow figure, and two, the days of sales outstanding. I'd also add, though, in the early days of growing a business, you must measure your revenue over time and notice the peaks and troughs. So I've got more examples. You want to hear those? Yeah, I'd love to. One of my Foodpreneurs Formula members who owns 31 Degrees Chocolate makes the vast majority of her revenue on Valentine's Day, Easter, Mother's Day and Christmas. So that's four short periods out of 365 days of the year that 
need to be big so that they can carry the overheads of the business for the full year. I've helped to understand what to do in the down periods and how to make hay when the sun shines, and for example, such as hotel minibar opportunities. Another number foodpreneurs should focus on is the number of units sold per week per stockist. A great way to look at that is by taking a frozen treat maker as an example. For those foodpreneurs, their sales will likely decrease, I should say, during the winter months. But this is the best time to visit stockists to increase the velocity of sales. Because you can imagine, you know, during the cooler months, these foodpreneurs will have time to spend on the road visiting retailers and do in-store sampling. So they enable an uplift in unit sales. Foodpreneurs at this time should also create their sales channel strategy and promotion plans ready for the warmer months when they are naturally a lot busier. This is actual advice I recently gave one of my Foodpreneurs Formula members who makes ice cream, and she is currently working her tail off to reach her goal of making over 10000 per month in revenue consistently. And I might add here, if I may, just one important point about scaling. Uh, when logistics to, to, to sorry, tongue tied. When there's logistics to deliver into store are outsourced, like they are with my ice cream maker and many of my members actually, all intermediaries' margins must be accounted for because in business it is all about being mutually profitable. If you know, yeah, what I mean. right. Yes, that's a great point. So can you elaborate on that and tell us what does accounting for intermediaries mean and what does it look like? Uh, accounting for intermediaries is a term I use regularly to keep profitability and mutuality at the top of foodpreneurs' minds. Pricing backwards, which I mentioned earlier, refers to this. The outcome is pricing for successful distributor and retailer relationships that are mutually beneficial because Unless everyone's making money, honestly, why would they, they why would they do business with you? Um, you know, imagine this: you're the producer who sells your product to a distributor because you want your product to be stocked on the shelves of a retailer, where your target consumer will pick your product up, put it in their basket, and then they take it to the checkout. So that's three hands: yours, your distributor and your retailer, all of whom need to make a margin before your consumer thinks it's priced well for them to buy it. They're your intermediaries. And there may be more, such as a wholesaler or a broker, but primarily it's your distributor and retailers you need to account for. And for all the foodpreneurs attending my pricing for distribution workshop, I'll be giving you the complete mathematical equation on how to price profitably for all your intermediaries. Margins, promotions, sales support, engaging a distributor to help you sell more product and putting more money in your pocket accelerates when you start understanding these three fundamental aspects of doing business successfully with a distributor as your sales partner. 
Getting your product into more consumers' hands isn't as easy as clicking your fingers, but it is easy when you understand a distributor's business model and how they make money for you, the brand owner, and themselves. You can use hope as your sales strategy or pray a distributor will take you on only then to be disappointed because they didn't live up to your expectations of exponentially delivering incredible sales results for you. But they didn't because you weren't prepared to work with them in the way that will get the most from them for you and you for them. Stop having your founders beggars bowl out or putting a distributor on a pedestal. Join the chief of Cartel & Co, Hasan Bajani, founder of Boutique Food & Beverage Brand Partnership and Distribution Company, and me on our distribution pricing workshop and finally learn how to price correctly for distribution and take your food and drink business next level by following our tried and tested formulas that will help you know what margins you should have and how to create a bigger impact when you know how to successfully work with a distributor. Find the link to the distribution pricing workshop in the show notes or go to femalesinfood.com and save your place. Wow, that sounds great. Um, So I hear this term from you semi-regularly. What do you mean exactly by pricing backwards? Well, unfortunately, the biggest problem most foodpreneurs discover they have when they sell wholesale is they've not priced backwards from the start and consequently as they've brought on the services of intermediaries they realize they're making the least amount of money of everyone along the value chain (laughs) so the key is for foodpreneurs to know what margins are expected from each intermediary and start from their recommended retail price and work through each of the margins each intermediary wants. I get asked a lot what foodpreneur margins should be, and for anyone wanting help with that, feel free to reach out to me via DM on Instagram. In the meantime, an expert tip with this is despite knowing about, I should say knowing and working through each of the margins each intermediary wants, You, the brand owner, also needs to know what margin you want to make. And, of course, you must know your cost to produce, market and sell your product. Seriously, the bottom line is know your numbers. Mm. Yes. Um, So, Chelsea, now because I've known you for a long time, I've heard you say more than once that more than I think it's 73% of foodpreneurs are not able to pay themselves a great wage. Now, I find this hugely alarming. Mm. You talk about it as being a margin management issue. What do you mean by that? What is margin management? And what's your number one tip for foodpreneurs to pay themselves? Yeah, it's an advanced tactic. I teach more mature businesses. Foodpreneurs have product ranges. And within the range, there's products with different profit margins, some above what you expect and obviously some below what's needed to be profitable. The ideal is to sell all your products with a great profit margin. Then you've got money left over for other things like marketing and paying yourself. But that's rarely a reality in food and drink. And when you have multiple products, it's hard to keep abreast of which ones are delivering for you and which ones are not. 
mostly the product with the most expensive ingredients are generally, generally the ones with the least margin. Nuts in chocolate or granola are a good example of one skew in a product range that normally has the least margin. So if you're selling mostly the nutty granola, then you probably aren't making enough margin from your other product sales to have any money left over for marketing or wages. It's your job to review every product in your range and assess their margins. I developed a matrix to do this when I was at Kellogg Company, actually, because I was responsible for three P&Ls at the one time, uh, food service, export, and convenience, and I had more than 100 SKUs in my portfolio. This was in addition to having sales, marketing, operations, and finance teams reporting to me. It could have been completely overwhelming, but it wasn't because of my traffic-like formula. I decided what margin was great, what was moderate, and what was unacceptable. I focused our sales and marketing efforts on the ones with the great or moderate margins. To make this even easier to manage, all SKUs were on the one page and were highlighted green, amber, or red according to their margin. Green was skews with great margin and red, obviously, was an unacceptable margin. Foodpreneurs need to do this too. Simply sell more products with green or amber margin and less of those with red. Does that make sense? (laughs) Sure does. Because if you notice you have too many red products as a foodpreneur, consider bundling those with green products and try to increase your average margin over time. Yeah, that's a great tip and a great explanation. So more green, less red. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, I'm going to hit you with one final question, Chels. If I tell you or if I give you a space of 25 words or less to send one big message to foodpreneurs, what would it be? (laughs) Uh, I can say it in six words. Put more money in your pocket. (laughs) That's a great final message. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Chels, for letting me interview you today. Your expertise is clearly second to none, and I strongly encourage any foodpreneurs out there struggling to reach their goals to sign up to your Pricing for Distribution workshop. I always see such glowing reviews off the back of your workshops because I know I've met many of the foodpreneurs that you work with and they always walk away with a much clearer plan and uh, certainly on how to put more money in their pocket and keep their dreams alive and thriving. So thank you for your time today. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you for your time. It's been great continuing to help foodpreneurs. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and learned something that you will implement in your food and drink business right away. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more female foodpreneurs put more money in their pocket by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. The more you tell me what you like, And the more momentum builds for Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford, the easier it will be for me to help women with packaged food and drink brands have more choice on how they can invest in their business, freedom to spend more time with their loved ones, 
and joy as they help even more people on their food journey. So thank you for taking a moment to do that and see you next week for another episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. Mm-hmm.